are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm uh, I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, um, with John Schuster, and we're going to be talking a little bit. Uh, later. Why you can go? Schuster right. was going to piss. But I was. I guess, uh, I, guess, I guess the call of locked on Wildcats <laughs> just drew him back. Was essentially like a wolf seeing a uh, a, a, a a rabbit with its flesh open. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know where I came up with but that. But it was spot or, on. better one. Yeah. Or somebody that should be coming out of the gym looking for a built farm. No, that's, that's, same, exact, that's same exactly thing. right. Yes, exactly. Mm. When they have that look of the wolf on their face. But uh, what were we talking about okay. the last episode? One of the Sorry. things that, you know, we've harped on in what we knew was going to be a difficult season for Arizona football mm-hmm. was from game, game one to game 12, you wanted to see some improvement. And Arizona has gone through some ebbs and flows. Some of the ebbs and flows are predictable. Mm. You know, you get, you're, you're going to take maybe a couple steps forward, and then, you know, you hope it's not a dramatic step back. You know, but, but you're going to level off a little bit. Teams are going to figure you out. You're just not going to be as good for whatever reason it is. And then you hope that that's kind of your new foundation, that you haven't started from scratch. You've got a new foundation. You're going to slowly improve and build and build and build. And the team that you field in game 12, when it's personal against Arizona <laughs> State, is better than the team you saw in game one against BYU. Right. Last week's game frustrated me because of this. Arizona was competitive against UCLA for 40 minutes, but had far too many uh, penalties. Right. That you can't, you absolutely cannot do that. And how many false starts did they have? Right. Seemed like eight. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the final number was, but it was a lot. And, and when you're a limited offense already, Anything like that kills a drive. It's over the end. You might as well bring out your punter on second down. You're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and as the game moved along, Arizona got into a position where its defense obviously wore down and couldn't make the stops necessary to keep them in the game, which happened over the course of the last 20 minutes. So the UCLA game, while to a large degree Arizona was competitive for 40 minutes, I don't think it was anywhere near their best game. Mm-hmm. And that's And that's frustrating because what you want to see them do you come off the Oregon game, Oregon was their best game. Right. Same sort of scenario, played well for 40 minutes, maybe 45, it got out of hand in the fourth quarter. Right. You know, but, but you felt good about Arizona coming into it, especially coming off the NAU game. The NAU, so, so you've got a few minutes in BYU where Arizona is, looks pretty good and says, maybe this can be okay. And then, and, and then the drag at San, the embarrassment at San Diego State, which was obviously a step back. Right. The NAU game, which was rock bottom. Uh, in, in the words of classic rock 70s band UFO mm-hmm. with Michael Schenker at guitar, right. rock bottom. Then you had the Oregon game, and we're talking about, oh, my God, Oregon can score at will. They can do whatever they want. It's just going to be complete dominance. You know, They're going to put up 722 points just because they feel <laughs> like it. Just because they want to. Yeah. And Arizona was extremely competitive in that game. And Oregon got more than they expected until the fourth quarter when they were able to separate a little bit. That's where you were hoping that Arizona was going to take the next positive step. There was going to be confidence that came out of that. They were going to make a little bit of a leap. And they were going to give UCLA a scare. They did for 40 minutes, and then it unraveled, but they committed so many penalties 
they're just not that good. Mm -hmm. when, when, when you're already behind the eight ball from a talent standpoint, and we've talked about this so often, and that's obviously where Arizona is. Arizona doesn't have good players. Yeah, that'd be correct. When the the handful of good players is just that. You can count them on one hand. Right. <laughs> Literally. The, yeah. The you then you have to be able to do small things well to get any hope out of it to try to stay competitive. And what we saw in Arizona, I think, Mike, to some degree early in the year is that okay. If they do small things well because of because the college game is uncertain, especially in an era where people are still trying to separate a little bit and trying to figure it out because of the weird year last year, and you know there's a lot of teams that are jumbled kind of in this mix. Mm -hmm. Even if you're really bad, you can kind of be in a game and maybe you can surprise once or twice or three times. And I thought this game was a definite step backward right? because they made so many inexcusable mental mistakes. So now what do you do? You've, are you going to be able to be better on the road at Colorado or not? Right. Uh, are you going to be able to be better from this point on? Or are you just going to level off and, and, and the year as a whole beyond being very possibly 0-12? Is there nothing else to take out of it? Other than thank God it's finally over. Yes, you know, and and but in small incremental capacities, I'm hopeful that heading into the off season that the Arizona team that we see at the end of the year is better than the Arizona team we saw at the beginning of the year. And based on the UCLA game, weirdly enough, because again they were competitive against a good UCLA team for 40 minutes, I'm not I'm not confident that we got to that. Right. So I felt like the UCLA game was a step back. And I'm hopeful at this stage they, they can make more steps forward like they did uh, in the Oregon matchup. Right. I would agree with that. I think with when it comes to when it comes to this Wildcat team, I guess I'll give Jed Fish a little bit of kudos too, because it's certainly they haven't given up. They've definitely battled, and we've seen teams at Arizona, I think, that have given up. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. I've got to give Fish that kind of credit. That, that would be my fish and ship kudos for him, I guess. Are you concerned? Do you find it—and this is a very small thing. We've seen it in two games. We've now seen two coaches, uh, Cristobal and Kelly, who have, instead of just running out the clock, have decided to try to stick it to Arizona a little bit Late in the in, in games that were already done after fish called timeouts, is there any concern in, to you about how teams are responding to Arizona, or is that not necessarily? You no, know, that's a good. That's an interesting point that I hadn't really thought about. It say that again for the people okay. out there. So th there have been a couple games. Well, the last two games are examples, and I get what fish is doing. Uh, the Oregon game and the UCLA game, they're fairly late. They're still roughly two-score games. Right. Okay? But they're out of hand. You know that you're not going to win the game. Right. And Arizona doesn't have the talent. The other team is, is wearing you down offensively. They're stringing together 12 play drives. They're just trying to run out the clock. So they're running the football. Right. In both of those games, with about three minutes left, Jed Fish calls timeout. And he's trying to see if he can get, you know, somebody in a second long or a third and long. Maybe he can get the ball back and ultimately see what happens. I think he views it as a coaching moment. Don't give up. Right. Is, in essence, the message that he's trying to uh, put out there. Coaches, however, have responded in a very different way. They've kind of gotten, both of them, both of them got, Cristobal and Kelly both got pissed off about it mm -hmm. and then decided to go up the field 
go after long pass plays and see if they could uh, add another score. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you make of that? Um, I, 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 what do you make of it? It's, I, think, I flip-flop on I, this a little I, I, bit. I don't think the Jed Fish is particularly well-liked. Okay. Maybe you're right. And I don't know and, why else you would do it. Uh, yeah, and it's a good question because you could be more mature if you're Cristobal or Kelly. Because what's Jed Fish doing? Mm-hmm. Fish is trying to instill upon a new program that we're not giving up. We're gonna we're going to engage in time management. We're gonna try to get extra possessions. We're gonna play it to the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 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 he's calling timeout. I get it. Right. I get it. You're you're trying to make a point to your team about the attitude that you're attempting to right. you know present. So, part of me looks at Cristobal and looks at Kelly and says, "Dudes, you were in this position. Well, Cristobal wasn't, but Kelly was. Right. You were in this position too. Right? Especially Kelly. Your UCLA teams are terrible early on. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe you were trying to do the same thing. What's the big deal? Just run the damn clock. You know what he's trying to do. You know what? It's, it's so. So I'm not sure. I I don't know if if they're immature." Or if it's just a normal part of a game. Because you could argue, I the guess... The timeout that... part is interesting. I've never had any problem with teams uh, continuing to try to score. I mean, your, your, job out there is to, your job out there is to stop me. I have no problem. The timeout part The timeout part is fascinating, though. And I think that's something... We're going to take a timeout right here and we'll come back and talk about it. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. All right. I hadn't really thought about it, Schuster, but you know what? That's the beauty of Locked On. We just wing it and see what happens. We wing it. We sling it. Mm-hmm. We... I can't think of another term that but it was, that. But uh, we sing it sometimes, sing too. It, and we it, zing it. it. Zing it. Uh-huh. Ring it. <laughs> right, we do. Ding it. Oh, um, but yeah, that, that is an interesting point, though, and I hadn't thought about and that. And it may not be a big deal, but it's an interesting change that we've seen in two games uh, where... Fish calls timeout, tries to milk clock a little bit late in the game, and then teams go, Oregon and UCLA, go from running the football, uh, just running pedestrian generic plays, to, screw you, you're right. going to call timeout, we're going for the end zone. Right. Uh, so so I don't know if it's, this may be nothing, it may be a nothing burger. Right. You know, but by the same token, I, I am interested that it's happened in two consecutive games now when both of those coaches could have said, yeah, well, I understand what he's doing. You know, it's early in the program. We've already got them outmatched. We're just going to do what we were doing, going to do before and, you know, run up the clock. So I don't know if your point is or isn't right. And I've seen this also. I don't know what it is with Utah mm-hmm. that Whittingham has against Arizona or has against some of the previous coaches with Arizona. They, they've, they've been testy in the past. Right. So I don't know if it's an Arizona thing. If it's a, you know, or, or if it's just specifically a fish thing or two, two coaches in the moment just got pissed off. Right. And so it's just, so I, I, I don't know what it ultimately is. I don't know if it matters, but it did feel like on a couple occasions after calling timeouts late in games that were already decided, fish in Arizona got more sand kicked in their face. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's bad. It's up to fish to get better athletes and, and 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 win those games as a result down the road. Mm-hmm. You can always kick sand in somebody else's face when you've got better talent. Uh, so it may not be a big deal, but I thought it was interesting, and we saw it in two consecutive weeks. So to, now, if we see it a third week, do you look at that as being just par for the course at this time or saying, you know what, Pac-12 coaches, we don't like you? 
we're going to do what we can when we can. It's a good question. I, I, I don't know. And I, mean, I, I don't know either. Right. And, and so it's hard, to, it's hard to gauge any of that. You know, again, one of the things, we have this, there's a competitive nature out there, and I think you're right in regards to, especially as college football has changed with multiple possessions opposed to the way the game was played 25 years ago. Now you've got so many spread offenses and drives that take 40 seconds. Then if you get the ball back, you can get you you can score again. You can have 14 points on the board in three minutes. Right. You know. It's, so it's an entirely different game. I get that you want to be up four four scores to make sure the game's a done deal. Right. You know. So so it feels the like there's a lot though, more. Is so much different. It's so much it different. It feels now. like when you're down 21 with like eight minutes left in the game. Damn, we still got six you more still possessions. Got a shot. You still got six. Exactly. Yeah. The problem with Arizona is, of course, they don't have the offense to do anything about that. And it's clear from a talent standpoint that Arizona's not going to win those games. Right. Uh, but in normal college football land, where teams do have talent on both sides of the field, uh, I, I, I <laughs> get that you just want to keep scoring points. Right. Uh, and there are a lot of other reasons to go into it, too. You know, the, the way that the committee decides whether you're the number three ranked team or the number five ranked team right. or whatever it is based on, you know, in Oregon's case especially. Uh, at the time, Oregon was ranked third. Right. So if you didn't watch the game at th- and see it conclude at 1.30 a.m., you just, and you want to— Shame on and, you. And, and, and at the time, if you saw a final of 24-16 or a final of— uh, or rather, 24-19 or 40-19, or 40-19 looks perfectly reasonable. Right. 24-19 uh, looks like, wait, what? Wait a second. Uh, yeah, here, so right. maybe Iowa should be ranked higher. Right. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, so— so there are different elements that went into it, but I was fascinated by, and again, what I think the point I was getting, we talk a lot, football's competitive, it's a challenging and stressful job, and apologies in advance for the uh, PG-13 language I'm about to use, sometimes coaches are assholes, mm-hmm. and, and they act like it, and they act like immature pricks. And and, and right. those were and those were two examples where you could take out of that. Again, they're... It's your job to stop them. You're right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you also didn't have to, you know, I guess they're saying, well, the guy didn't have to call timeout. We just want to get out of here. The game's, you know, decided. That's their perspective. And then the other guy, and then from the other perspective, you can say, well, you didn't need to throw a 40-yard pass there to try to right. kick sand in their face. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, we're going to pre, we'll preview everything for you tomorrow. We'll get you ready. All of this is being pre recorded, by the way. Schuster's going to stick around for one more episode. He doesn't know that. No, he doesn't know now. that until just now. But, but he, he is. But he's going to. Yeah. So, uh, again, check out prize picks. Good fantasy stuff out there. I'm not going to really go into much more detail than that. That's called a tease. But check out prize picks. That was and, called a lazy read. That really was. Yeah. Yes. And sweat block. Uh-huh. Again. If you're on prize picks, it can be a little, uh, can be a little scary, I think. So you know what? Have some sweat block. I'm going to be in Denver. Hopefully, I won't need sweat block, but it's so good that if any antiperspirant could prevent you from being cold as well, it might be sweat block. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing for the people in sweat block, but I guess we'll find out. We'll be back with you tomorrow.